Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, August 1st. Uh, welcome to a new month, 5.30 a.m. Central Time. Mixed trade in the grain markets this morning. December corn futures up a quarter cent at 5.13 and a quarter. November soybeans up one and a quarter at 13.33. December Chicago wheat down four and a quarter at 6.87 and a half. December Kansas City wheat down four and a half at 8.25. December spring wheat up a quarter cent at 8.69 and three quarters. We had a good old fashioned set of USDA crop ratings out yesterday. Why don't we start there? U.S. corn ratings declined last week. The crop is rated 55% good to excellent nationally versus 57% last week and 65% on average. States with a good to excellent rating of 50% or worse include Illinois, Minnesota, Missouri, and Michigan. USDA estimates that 29% of the crop has reached the dough stage versus 29% on average. Mackenzie, you had some good charts in our email this morning. This is the worst corn rating seasonally since? 2012. Okay, let's look at this. So here's a seasonal chart of corn ratings, uh, United States, good to excellent. We're the worst since 2012, but this we are this pink line here if you guys are watching, um, but we're much, much better than 2012. Mm -hmm. We had been tracking 2019 fairly closely. We're now below where we were in 2019. The ratings were bad, of course, in 2019 for different reasons. In 2019, we had really late planting, um, just kind of a bad start to the growing season, and we never recovered. So 2019 is where we are the closest to in terms of, of rating seasonally, but for totally different reasons. So you look at this chart in a vacuum. Um, does this spell record national corn yield to you? I, I don't know if it does to me. I, I really don't. Pair that with um, a, a very much active U.S. drought. And then look at July uh, rainfall. So this is month to date uh, through July 30th. So not the whole month. We're missing a day here. But uh, precipitation as a percentage of normal. So these like yellowish areas on this chart here, say uh, West Central Illinois, Northern Missouri, whole bunch of Iowa, whole bunch of Minnesota, whole bunch of North Dakota. I mean, those areas saw like, you know, half of normal rainfall, maybe up to three quarters of normal rainfall in July, and that's following a really, really dry June. So I don't I don't know. I mean, I know we're going to find out, of course, how good are the genetics this year? How good are these drought-resistant drought varieties of corn? There's just a lot of things here that don't equal record corn yield in my mind, but, you know, that's, that's the projection. USDA, uh, in its most recent report said that corn yield is going to be a record, it's going to be record national yield 177 and a half so that's where we stand those are some of the things to consider i'd love to know what you guys think if you have opinions about the national corn yield drop them in the uh, youtube comments guys what about soybean ratings uh so they also declined the crop uh is rated is rated 52 percent good to excellent nationally versus 54 percent last week and 63 percent on average States with a good to excellent rating of 50% or below include Illinois, North Dakota, Minnesota, Missouri, Kansas, and Michigan. USDA estimates that 50% of the crop is setting pods versus 47% on average. And soybean ratings are the worst since? 2012. Worst since 2012. Again, I don't have any feel whatsoever for what soybean yield potential is. And honestly, I don't think anybody else does either. It's always really, really difficult to gauge. 
a lot of people might tell you that you know you never really figured it out figure it out until you get into harvest maybe that's the case this year what about spring wheat uh it is uh, u.s spring wheat harvest is underway the crop is two percent harvested nationally versus five percent on average south dakota and washington have made the most progress at 21 percent and 12 percent respectively the crop was rated 42 percent good to excellent nationally versus 49 percent last week and 61 percent on average u.s winter wheat harvest is 80 percent complete nationally versus 83 percent on average uh, we saw a fairly that's a fairly substantial drop in spring wheat ratings and i know ratings tend to decline as crops mature and harvest approaches but north dakota went down 10 percent in the good to excellent category minnesota went down 20 percent the good to excellent category last week so um if you guys who are starting to get into spring wheat harvest if you have yield reports or anything uh drop them in the youtube comments here we would love to hear them of course so uh, if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you sure need to do so. You're not going to find content like this anywhere else. Joe, tell me about the video you put together yesterday. Uh, the corn market does not always rally in August. In fact, on average, over time, uh, August can be a really choppy month seasonally for corn. There is one particular uh, circumstance that I found in, in doing some seasonal study uh, in which corn does rally in August, in, and it's it's kind of obvious, but um, when does corn rally in August? There were four years in particular that I picked out that could be analog years potentially. I, I tried to give you guys something to be optimistic about in yesterday's video. So if you want to see this one, when does corn rally in August, uh, sign up for the premium deal this morning. I'll blast you over that video. Go to standardgrain.com. Um, this is a $50 per month subscription, guys. You can cancel at any time. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. You get the morning email from us. It goes out about 5 a.m. Central Time every single business day. Myself and Mackenzie were up early in the morning putting this thing together every day. Um, in the first email you get, you'll see the six most recent premium videos and then anything uh, beyond that we'll send you over on request uh, check it out this morning guys it takes like a minute to sign up with your on your uh, phone or computer u.s weather forecasts remain mostly non-threatening temperatures continue to moderate this week following a widespread heat wave last week the northern and central u.s u.s plains should see widespread rain over the next seven days the corn belt is hit or miss depending on the location some pockets will be dry while others will be wet there is some conflict in the models this morning the 10-day gfs is wetter than the euro for illinois and iowa the euro appears slightly wetter for north dakota and Minnesota, Minnesota, the extended GFS through August 17th offers widespread corn belt rainfall. This generally, I, I guess, non-threatening is the word. Um, if you're to believe this extended GFS out through the 17th, it's outright bearish, but stuff out that far is, is very seldom reliable. So, I mean, the next seven to 10 days, there will be rain, um, especially in these areas of the Western Corn Belt or, or Northern Plains, Central Plains, parts of Iowa, parts of Illinois. Some pockets are going to miss, but I think generally speaking, this is is seen as being a non-threatening deal, especially given the temperatures, which are really going to moderate. Uh, this is probably a big part of the reason why the soybean market was down 50 cents yesterday. You've got a non-threatening August forecast. Of course, the old saying, you know, beans are, the bean crop is made in August. And of course, you've got uh, declining feed grain markets, which didn't help either. And that has to do with, you know, 
ideas that the corn yield is going to be pretty good, demand isn't there, and also uh, the market removing some of this Black Sea war premium, I guess, if you want to put it that way. USDA reported a flash sale of U.S. soybeans and soybean cake and meal on Monday. U.S. exporters sold 5 million bushels of soybeans to China, and they also sold 183,300 metric tons of soybean cake and meal to the Philippines. Both of those sales are for delivery during the next marketing year. When we look back at the month of July, exporters sold a total of 88 million bushels of soybeans through flash sales. We're doing a little bit better. We've seen some flash sales. Uh, 132,000 is China's favorite number. That's like always their number. Um, we're not doing what we need to be doing. The book of new crop commitments is way below where it was a year ago, 60 something percent through last week's export sales report. Now, when I say that uh, we need to reduce demand via exports, that doesn't mean that, and I've said that in recent videos, that doesn't mean that we're gonna export zero beans. We still need to export a whole lot of beans um, but it, it's probably going to be reduced versus a year ago. Although, you know, again, a lot of it's contingent on uh, forthcoming South American production. We know the acres will be there. Uh, we've got to see some weather to see, uh, find out what actually happens in terms of yields. U.S. corn shipments improved last week. USDA reported that 21 million bushels of corn were inspected for export during the week ending July 27th. The print was up 59% on the week, but down 42% versus the same week last year. So even though we had a strong week, accumul accumulated corn shipments for the current marketing year are down 33% versus the same time period last year. Soybean shipments increased 14% from the previous week, totaling 12 million bushels. Wheat shipments, excuse me, wheat shipments easily surpassed analyst estimates at uh, 581,278 metric tons, up 61% compared to the previous week. Uh, quick note, analysts were expecting those shipments to fall somewhere between 200,000 200, metric tons to 425,000 metric tons. Okay, to say something nice about demand, the uh, the wheat shipment number was nice. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of uh, shipments for this current marketing year, you know, we only got a month left in the uh, old crop marketing year. So I think USDA is very, very close to reality in terms of their projections for both um, old crop corn and old crop soybeans. Um, nice to see some better wheat shipments. We'd love to see that con continue. Um, we've still got a big we're, we're trading U.S. wheat still trading a big premium to Russian wheat, although that gap has narrowed a little bit here um, the last week or two. Export prices for Russian wheat have leveled off following a surge when the country ex exited the Black Sea grain deal here uh, just over two weeks ago. Wheat scheduled for delivery in the second half of August dropped to $241 per ton last week. That was down from $242 per ton the week before. Russian wheat exports are anticipated to reach 4.4 million tons in July. That's up from 2.5 million tons in July of last year, and also up from the historical average of 2.8 million tons for the month, uh, thanks to a bumper crop and large stocks. Drier weather is currently helping Russia's wheat harvest ramp up. However, there is talk that the crop may be lower quality due to recent rains and farmers cutting back on uh, farmer on uh, fertilizer applications applications to cut costs.
So Russia's priced at 241 per ton on the export market. U.S. wheat, U.S. HRW wheat, which is is the closest comparison. Uh, Russia's wheat crop is is mostly a winter wheat crop. Is priced like $100 per ton above that, which has been the case for a long time. It was like $130 per ton when when we had that rally there a week or two ago. So I don't know. Russia's going to ship more wheat. I guess the way that it sounds, uh, there's not a fresh. Russia-Ukraine headline this morning. There's still, you know, back and forth missile attacks, and now Ukraine's attacking things in Russia. But nothing, nothing new in terms of grain shipments, grain facilities, uh, that sort of stuff here um, this week. Brazil's second corn harvest is halfway complete. As of last Thursday, Brazilian farmers have harvested 55% of their second corn crop. Uh, Despite being up 8% from the previous week, harvest still trails the previous season. Last year during the same week, harvest was 73% complete. The 2023 crop is expected to reach 102.9 million tons thanks to favorable weather. Brazil's total corn output for the 2022-2023 season is forecast to reach 126.7 million tons. So that's a record crop that 126.7. They're talking probably even a bigger crop next year if weather cooperates. Uh, Brazil, in terms of export pricing and corn, is undercutting the United States uh, for a while, and that's part of the reason that our export business in corn has been slow. Uh, cattle ended kind of quiet yesterday, but did trade some ranges. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of moves moves in the cattle futures. Uh, they were mostly down. Feeder cattle futures ranged from 55 cents lower to 22 cents higher. Live cattle were down anywhere from seven, cent, seven cents to 70 cents. Uh, choice box beef didn't have a lot of movement. End of the day at 301.78, that was down 22 cents. Uh, Select was also pretty stagnant. End of the day at 277.73, that was up 19 cents. Outside markets this morning, guys, U.S. dollars up just a little bit. Stocks are off. S&P's down 10. Dow Jones is down 70. Bonds off a little bit. Gold's down 17 bucks. Crude oil is down 49 cents at 81.31 in the September WTI. Have a great day, guys. Uh, We will talk to you on Wednesday.